Views expressed by Casters Guild members are only the opinions of that member, and that could change from day to day. Guild members may use mature language, but that in no way means they are mature. Listener discretion is advised. The WGA finally catches a break, Dropout sheds some weight, and Epic Games makes some questionable layoff decisions. That's the spell we're casting tonight on Casters Guild. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Caster's Guild. I'm your guild master, Rick Perry, and I'm about two breath mints short of a ten. And I am your guild master, Baron Roll Fizzlebeef Kane. Baron, I got some good news and some bad news. I think I know what it is. Good news is the writer strike is over. Yay! Bad news is the actor strike is still going strong. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure our listeners know that you know we both are keeping up on this because you know that's our that's our bread and butter well our bread <laughs> well well our jpegs of bread and butter right because we don't really get paid but that's uh pretty much the meat and potatoes of our podcast is uh man am i hungry it sounds like it it's good like lord meat potatoes and buttered bread sound real good right now anyways <laughs> So, yeah, so that's pretty much the majority of the stuff we talk about. So, of course, we want this stuff to be over. But also, we want them to get the fair deal. So, uh, again, I'd rather talk about nothing until they get a fair deal than, you know, beg them to come back. At this point, it's looking like we won't be talking about uh, movies or television shows until next season. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. For anyone I mean, who doesn't know, we usually end our seasons in October, so we're in the last few uh, episodes of this season, so uh, yeah. listen while you can. Yeah, because, Will, we're just going to shut everything down be back next season. <laughs> now there's someone out there that has hearing difficulties and didn't just hear me whisper that, so sorry. <laughs> sorry, one person. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, definitely wishing the uh, actors well. Funny, funny thing, you know, the uh, person I've been watching since the writer's strike happened, Adam Conover, mm -hmm. keeping up on that and everything. And it was just like, yeah, you guys did it. But he's also a member of uh, the Actors Guild, so he's still on strike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And from what I understand, uh, a lot of the writers, even the ones that aren't members of SAG-AFTRA, are still on the picket lines supporting the actors. Yeah. Yeah, and, th and they say because the actors have been there since the beginning supporting them, but, I mean, I don't remember seeing a lot of actors on the picket lines or anything like that. And that could just be just a trick of the media, but... Well, we all know Jay Leno brought donuts. Oh, Jay Leno, you, you golden man. You golden <laughs> man bringing... Six donuts and a <laughs> half-eaten bagel. Ah, you're so, so good. All right, well, on to the stuff we can talk about while we can, because very soon the video game industry might be full of truck companies, too. But I saw a trailer a couple weeks ago, one I thought you might take to immediately. Probably um, not. It's a cozy game, like <laughs> a stardew valley style game called tales of the shire yeah did you happen to catch that trailer i it's funny is i heard it was coming out mm -hmm. but i have yet to see a trailer gotcha i think it's, maybe it's i think maybe i saw a teaser trailer i just thought you'd be excited that that's even a thing that's coming out oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i i am uh Excited to see what is going to come out. You know, obviously, it could take a while. When did that Fable trailer hit? And yeah. how long have we been hearing about Fable? I think even we got a Fable teaser long before this recent trailer. So we could be waiting a while if all we got is a uh, a teaser for this right now. Yeah, the AAA game studios, they... Well, I don't even know if this is a AAA game studio. Weta Workshop. I'm not sure what else they are responsible for i don't mm -hmm. even know if i'm pronouncing their name correctly well um, yeah 
But that's that's one thing I'll give another reason I'm a Nintendo fanboy is when they announce something, it usually is coming out that year or next year. And other times yeah. we'll see teasers or announcements and they'll be like, look forward to this in about eight years. Oh, yeah. I mean, how long was I waiting for Cyberpunk 2077? <laughs> <laughs> right. Good Lord. I think it was I think it was actually 2020. And I was and oh, no, it was before 2020 because yeah. it came out in 2021. Something like that. Yeah, I, I or maybe it did come out in 2020 because I know that's part of the reason why it got rushed because they wanted it to come out in 2020. Right. But yeah, I've been waiting, I think, at least at least two or three years before that. Right. Because we got that. We that got reveal that reveal uh, trailer with Keanu Reeves, the, the well, wake up samurai. Uh, I think even before that, because they showed that opening video with the uh, the woman going cyber psycho with the mantis oh, yeah. blades and stuff. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. I don't know if anybody knows this is in the game. She is in the game. If you know who it is, if you know where you see her again, let me know. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, that came out December 10th of 2020. It was originally scheduled to be released April of that year, but uh, it got yeah, postponed yeah. until December of that year. And they and I guarantee you they put it out into December because it was the last possible month they had to get it out in 2020. If any, In case anybody doesn't know why they were pushing for 2020 so hard, is because Cyberpunk 2020 was such was the essentially the originator of this game. So right. they wanted it to come out in 2020 to be able to... Uh, capitalize on that or hit the nostalgia button on a bunch of gamers you, whatever speaking of which that's an entirely different game now with the new update oh my god i know amazing I, because i have so much stuff going on in my life right now i have not had a chance to play it hell i actually haven't even had a chance to purchase it yet but i'm going to enjoy it i know i, I haven't am. I haven't purchased the expansion, the, mm -hmm. the additional content. I'm just talking about the update they did on the same day that the expansion was released. Yeah, I'm. I I don't want to jump into it until I have Phantom Liberty. That's that's fair. You've also run through that game a whole lot more than I have. I have mm -hmm. plenty to do in that game, just the base game. You have run that thing to death. Yeah. Yeah. And I still have probably not even uncovered half of it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you'll you'll probably have a tough time be, being like, OK, what's new and what's old that I just hadn't discovered? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. That's that's what I always love when they do that with games that I uh, that I really, really dig into. And then they're like, you know, hey, here's some new stuff. And I'm like, hey, this is new. And someone's like, no, that's always been there. Uh, oh. Well, um, okay. But I, I imagine, again, I haven't really looked into it. Again, I kind of wanted to be surprised. But um, I'm, I'm imagining that a lot of the stuff they just added are a lot of the stuff that they had embedded in the game anyways that they just didn't release yet. Or that they wanted to have in the game from, from Jump and just didn't have mm -hmm. the time to embed or put it in there. And now right. they're like, yeah, we got time for this now. Yep. Yeah, because I think um, em embedded in the code, I believe that they actually have the the Atlantis, which is a, a club that is popular. The Atlantis actually was the premier club in Night City before af the Afterlife was. Gotcha. I, I don't know what happened between 2020 and 2077 to make the Afterlife the big deal, but who knows? Maybe... In the 2077 lore, the Atlantis is still a big deal for like your upper level uh, runners. Runners, uh, I'm getting Shadowrun mixed in with uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk. Anyways, for your uh, for your upper level guys, and then maybe the afterlife is just for the you know the trash, the the lower level street level <laughs> guys who who are legends, but no one really ever hears about. But like you know, you hear about you. You heard about like Johnny Silverhand because he was a big rock star mm -hmm. and everything like that, but also because he straight up nuked Arasaka. But that's why you also heard about Rogue. That's why you also heard about, you know, Spider Murphy. That's why you heard about all those people because 
of that job. So yeah. maybe again, they were just your low level maybe trash Atlantis, guys. Maybe Atlantis is celebrating the operatives who are still operating and the afterlife just celebrates those who've died. Yeah, I think, or or it celebrates the ones who's died and provides a, like, haven for, like, those guys who are just getting started. Yeah. I could see that. Because that's, that's a, a prerequisite of having a drink named after you at the afterlife, right? You have to have died. You have to die. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And let me let me tell you, too, if anybody ever gets their hands on a Cyberpunk 2020 book, just, just dig through. They have descriptions of all the bars in uh, Night City. The afterlife is not as cool in the books as it is <laughs> in the game. Right. And if I had money, there is a bar in Columbus that I would buy right now and turn into the afterlife because it could be. Oh, they like have spots uh, even, for the more even, even up to going down the steps to get into it because it's essentially kind of underground. Right. But it's but it's not really underground. It's yeah, it's. It looks neat. I, I believe, too, at the time when it was in full swing, when you walked in, they were like caskets on the side or like the casket fronts. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty darn close. Yeah. But since you kind of brought it up a little bit, um, I do want to say Shadowrun has a book bundle on Humble Bundle right now. Mm -hmm. I know it's not cyberpunk, but it's, you know, close enough. And and good, it's good too. So we, you know, we're not like when we say it's it's not cyberpunk. It it's not. It's something completely different. But at the same time, it's 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 also the same thing. It's Shadowrun. It's it's cyberpunk with fantasy thrown in. Yes, and uh, it's a forty-two item bundle. It's a forty-two item book bundle. So if you wanted to play Shadowrun or looking to round out your collection. It's a 42 item bundle if you pay a minimum of $18. So 20 Dang. bucks, 20 bucks to charity, you get 42 Shadowrun books. So yeah, you'll and 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 I'm about to reveal the old man in me. Um you're probably going to help me out, Guildmaster Rick, because okay. every time I try to go to Humble Bundle and get books off of it, it comes to me in file formats that I can't open. So yeah, I I am Definitely in need of trying to get a better way of using these things. Gotcha. Um, I usually end up just opening them. Did, do you not get PDFs? That's no, weird. I, yeah, yeah, no. PDFs would have been easy. <laughs> yeah, if anything, I, I often use that like a PDF converter, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. which you can usually find pretty easy. Keep an eye on the Discord, and I will look into that. Okay. Now, you know, obviously, that was just a bit that we set up to help anybody that um, is having problems with yeah. it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Commit to the bit. Commit to the bit. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm committed 100%. <laughs> Alright, as long as we're crossing the streams of the video game world and the tabletop world, Final Fantasy XIV is now getting its own TTRPG. Excited I am about that. I I have friends who are really into Final Fantasy XIV. I never really played it. I tried. I started it out. And I even got it on PC and PlayStation 4. So me and my wife could kind of dig into it together for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I started and I realized that it has all the trappings of every other MMORPGs I ever played that is going to get me sucked in and addicted, but also at the same time, make it feel like a job that I hate having to do every day. So I chose to put it down and not play it. But I will say the lore that surrounds it is very cool. A lot of the okay. classes and the races are really cool. So doing it as a TTRPG might be something I actually want to look into. Okay. Now, again, the old man in me would have really much preferred them to, I don't know, start out with maybe a TTRPG centered around the first one <laughs> or one of those ones. 
I, I feel like I could have had a lot of fun because that just seems like a really basic TTRPG that they could have done. Um, you know, you have your, well, everybody was pretty much humans. I guess there are dwarves too and elves, but you can, you could just do that. I, I, I don't know. Well, I, Again, don't mean to, I don't mean to be that guy, but you could always please. get this and just run a human only campaign, mm-hmm. restrict mm-hmm. some of the basic classes that you can choose and just run it in that lore set. Could be, could, could be, be like, all right, go get Garland. He's he's doing some evil mm-hmm. stuff. Could be, could you're the could you're be. the chosen warriors of light. But I mean, I could also do that with you know D and D. Yeah, but here you here you actually have stats for chocobos and imps and stuff. <laughs> Already oh. sat it out I for mean, you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Again, if we're talking, <laughs> yeah, if we're talking, if we're talking about uh, adjusting games, it's like, yeah. I could easily find a chocobo in D and D stats for, but yeah, yeah. But it looks like they're starting with a starter set because why wouldn't you? It's literally called Final Fantasy fourteen TTRPG. Could have come up with a more could have come up with a more creative name than that, but I'll take it. It it is what it says on the tin. The starter set's going to cost about sixty bucks, and it comes with a quote unquote beginner friendly player book. Uh, it has an additional book for game masters offering tips and advice, as well as three pre-made scenarios. The starter set also looks to come with dice, some maps, uh, some cardboard minis, and everything else as far as the R- TCRPG goes is all just marked as coming soon on Square Enix's website. So we don't know when anything other than the starter set is going to come out, which is May of 2024. And like most other TTRPGs, it says it's designed for parties of five players, but can work with as few as three. Okay. But the cool thing about it, if you've ever played Final Fantasy 14, you know that like it kind of incorporates things from all of the other Final Fantasies as like Easter eggs. It's an MMORPG that's built for Final Fantasy fans. It has its own lore and its own thing, just like every Final Fantasy game. But if you are a Final Fantasy fan and you want to adapt a TTRPG to your favorite Final Fantasy game, I think this could probably be the easiest way to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being someone who is kind of looking for something to be the new big thing to replace D&D because I'm not happy with Wizards as a company right now. It's just another option I can look at. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So we have some new announcements out of Dropout. Mm, yes. Yes. Starting with I, what I think is the biggest one. Um, mm-hmm. They're dropping the college humor name and yep. they're just going to be Dropout as a company from here on out. What a funny trailer that was too, or yeah. announcement video they did. That was great. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny how they can even turn a, uh, announcement video into something funny. Yeah, they they're talented people over there. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean I'm pretty excited about that. And apparently the you know the old college humor guys you know gave their full support and because I think college humor is shuttered, isn't it? It's done. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was. I think it like was dropout kind of was like, the only thing keeping them alive. Yeah, I think it was kind of chugging along, and then like everything got put into dropout, and then it was just like this company still exists, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all about dropout now. Yeah, I, I think I think that's exactly what happened. It because I mean even doing a uh, even doing like a search online for uh, college humor, it's it's all dropout. Yeah. So yeah. It looks like most of their brands were, yeah, College Humor was retired. That's what it was. Um, and I think, honestly, it was because Dropout did become College, or College Humor did become Dropout, but they kept the brand mm-hmm. to kind of capitalize on the uh, popularity of that brand. Um, so they finally just retired that that name. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it was about time, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, and Dropout has become its own force to be reckoned with, so... Oh my god! I just looked up, like, a little... <laughs> I looked up, like I said, I googled it, right? And, uh, there is a chubby little Sam Reich in here. Like, a little picture <laughs> from, like, when they were... Which, you know, you and I both, 
I'm I'm not meaning this chubby as a insult or anything. Right. He's a cute he's a cute little guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, I I've never seen you know, Sam Reich as anything except his current incarnation. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, it's funny. Man, there's a lot of people that either cycled through college humor or came from college humor. It's my god. Yeah, it people kind of forget how long that website and company had been around and mm-hmm. everything that it did do. Yeah. And then just everything that it's become, it's it's I mean, well, you know, we were talking about Adam Conover earlier. Yeah. It's pretty much where he I mean, I'm sure he did other stuff, but um yeah, a lot of but the, I, like a lot of the really good comedy websites and comedy companies you know they kind of the route seems to be you go to some sort of art or acting school you join some sort of improv group and then you end up in like college humor or cracked or something like that right but a lot of them seem to have been either a part of upright citizens brigade or oh yeah that's a huge one yeah a lot of people come out of that yeah or um, what's the one that everybody abbreviates UTCB or something like that? Uh, no, that is upright. So never mind. Um, I don't know. There, there's another one that I hear a lot, but it's just I'm blanking on it right now. But they announced the new season of Dimension Twenty. More specifically, you, you go ahead. More specifically, they are doing the uh the all oh, the the Eggford Academy stuff. For some reason, I'm trying to say it. But it's, I keep fantasy saying high. like magical. That's it, fantasy high. God damn it. So <laughs> this is this is the problem when you play like monster or like you know about monster high or. Well, okay, wait, prom. hold on. Monster prom. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. So again, all of these, all of these things are getting mixed into my head. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever that that is. I'm, <laughs> The fantasy high school one. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna get online and I'm gonna play fantasy high so I can have some crazy hijinks. And that's monster prom. Oh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, is, I'm pretty. Is excited there monsters that. or fantasy creatures in high school? I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What are you playing? Monster Hearts? No. <laughs> I have that too. I've been wanting to play that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard some good things. Actually, my boss actually. <laughs> gave it to me yeah this is hilarious i'm actually gonna have to that's that's the one that like kicked off the whole dimension 20 thing right was fantasy high no was the kingdom of candy the first one no it, the first the thing that really kicked it off was fantasy high okay i'm gonna have to at go least back for and me. watch that i'm gonna have to go back and watch that one because i'd never watched the first one i've seen a lot of oh. clips that look oh hilarious. my gosh oh my gosh yeah you definitely you definitely gotta check that out and while I do, you know, I'll I'll be looking cool because I'll have my T-shirts from tvillain.com. Tvillain is a T-shirt site where you'll find a killer limited edition shirt being sold for $13 only while supplies last. Every Monday, the site features a new design by a new artist. We would tell you what's featured right now, but by the time you hear this, it's already changed. They choose the most ingenious designs that reflect everything evil and villainy, as well as works pertaining to anything artistic, pulp style, lowbrow, pop culture, TV, movies, music, video games, comics, etc. All things cool and evil, basically. To check them out and help out Casters Guild, click our link in the description. It's a horrible intro. <laughs> Look, we've been doing it for four years, okay? They're not all going to be winners. <laughs> God. T-Villain still loves me. Yeah, that's true. So anyone who's played video games for the past, I don't know, five, ten years will tell you that what are, all the... What, what are video games? <laughs> all the kids love the Fortnites. I never really got into it, but from what I understand, Fortnite was the game. And Epic Games just came out and revealed that uh, it is bleeding money. And has been for a very long time. It is not the profitable game that they want everyone to believe it to be. And they just laid off 900 people. 
because they claim the game is unsustainable. I just got the, the face from Baron that, that says like a thousand words. So I would like to point out that the CEO of Epic, their net worth is $7.4 billion. Right. Maybe if they didn't pay their fucking CEO so much, maybe they could have afforded to keep those 900 people. Right. Pieces of shit. <laughs> Once again, I'll keep laying on the, the, the love for Nintendo real thick. Because when Nintendo realized that their newer games, newer consoles were bleeding money and that it was unsustainable, what did the CEO do? He took a 50% pay decrease and paid all his people and didn't lose a single employee. I would also like to point out that CEO of Epic System, Judy Faulkner, makes $100 million a year. A year. A year. And I guess Forbes reports that from 2022 to 2023, see that doesn't make sense. 100 million rise, 100 mil. Oh, the net worth, the net worth, which is funny. Her, her net worth from 2023 to or 2022 to 2023 rose 100 million dollars. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, but you know, lay off nine hundred fucking people though. That's great. Maybe if you maybe if you dropped one of your fucking billions of dollars, you could afford to pay these people for a few years. Fucking right. ass clown. <laughs> yeah, but then then they'd have to like. Oh, then they'd lose the they'd lose the rich person competition. Oh no! <laughs> right, exactly. You can't lose the rich person competition. That's the only thing that matters in this world. <laughs> gross. <laughs> Fucking gross. Look, we understand we're all upset about the rich people. <laughs> it's gross. I wish I honestly do wish that that isn't what this podcast would have become. But like it becomes impossible to ignore at a certain point. You know what I mean? What? the fucked up shit that rich people do on a daily basis. Oh, right, right. Well, I mean, the fucked up shit that rich people do affects us on a daily basis. Yeah, like I said, you know, it becomes it impossible to ignore. It affects gaming. It affects movies. It is fucking literally a, an affecting movies right fucking now. Yeah. Right fucking now. I, and it, it affects us as people. As people trying to live a life. The the game that rich people play fucks us. Right. No, I, I agree. Um, I do hope that the fact that they did come to the table and decide to actually pay the writers what they were owed means that it won't take too much longer before they do the same for actors. Yeah, but I guarantee you, too, though, that whole thing, that was just another rich person game. Right. But I think they always intended to come back to the table. But now that they are coming back to the table, they're going to justify, oh, since we went so long without this and now we have to do this, we have to raise the prices on these things. Anybody notice that your fucking streaming services are being raised here? Yeah, all of them. Mm -hmm. All of them. And a bunch of them. It was just Netflix, but now pretty much all of them are instating some sort of policy to crack down on password sharing. Yeah, the only thing I have to say is do what you want because a pirate is free. Mm. We are a pirate. Y'all are. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to watch that show online, I'm sure it's on a streaming service somewhere. That that show that I just sang that song from, which is the entire reason why I sang that song. I wasn't trying to convince anybody to go online and pirate their favorite show or movie and watch no, it for free of course and not. stick it to these streaming services. I wasn't insinuating that. You know what would be an interesting podcast topic? Is it? Is this another intro to T-Villain? <laughs> no. You... No, okay. no. I, I flopped it and I'm just going to leave it there. Look, we're not going to oh, gotcha. take a take. Wow. Wow. That mental image. But go ahead. <laughs> we should do an educational podcast about how uh, people who do pirate, you know, movies and TV and things like that, how it is that they do that. Now, we would only do this for educational purposes. 
you know, we would never encourage people to actually do that. But we should cover, you know, how that these criminals are doing what what they do. Almost, you know, documentary style, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what? I know a guy who has put in a lot of research into these criminal masterminds. For educational um, purposes, yeah. For educational purposes. We could always have him online on on one of the shows so that mm-hmm. we can really talk the ins and outs of it. Yeah. You know, yeah just I so think... we know what to avoid. Of course. Of course. You don't want to accidentally get roped into a yeah. crime as serious as pirate. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you wouldn't download a car. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh. <laughs> Okay, I would. I would fucking download a car. And you know what? It's getting to the point that we might be able to do that. If we keep pushing out 3D printers the way we are, who knows? Maybe eventually we'll be able to print out a hard plastic car and be able to... That would be weird. But anyways, I maybe eventually we'll be able to use metal material to 3D print a car. Oh, there are would be metal great. 3D printers. They're, they're industrial grade and way too expensive for consumer use, but they, they well, exist. Well, they fuck you, Chevy. This. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm downloading a car. <laughs> fuck it's, you. Anytime I hear about a technology, they're like, oh, this technology is way too expensive and like way too big and like nowhere close to ready for consumer use. I just look at my watch and I'm like, yep. just a matter time. of time. Yep. 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 And I guarantee you that there's a lot of people out there, a lot of companies, a lot of seven, $7.4 billion assholes that are like, how are we supposed to get money out of them if the, all they're doing is just 3D printing the things that they want? Well, get fucked, I guess. Mm-hmm. Start selling 3D printers like the assholes you are. Right. I also think that they're, that's, again, the conspiracy theory uh, person in me. Hold on, let me move this pin with the uh, red yarn here. Right. Pepe Silvio. What I think one of the things this could even be one of the reasons why people are trying to crack down on internet control so hard as well, because of all the shit that you can get off of line yeah. that keeps money out of the pockets of $7.4 billion assholes. Yeah. Yeah. The so, more that they, and, and you know what? the more that they restrict okay. internet access, monitor internet access, the more they throttle bandwidths, the more control they have over that sort of thing. Yep. And, and before anybody wants to come in and defend these companies for what they're doing, I, I just want to point out, yes, I realize that whatever happened, that game is bleeding, and that's why these people got let go, and they, these things happen. Again, if all of that fucking money wasn't going to one person... Because I guarantee you, not only is that one person getting that money, the people right below them are getting a shit ton of money, too. Mm-hmm. If all of those people took a little pay cut, just a little pay cut. If, if, if she would lose one of her billions of dollars, one of them, mm-hmm. they could have kept those guys. Yep. Easily. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know what? I, I, I'm going to do some research later. I could just be talking out my ass. Maybe those 900 people that they fired were just high-level execs, and, you know, maybe maybe that's what's going on. However, I, I, I don't think it was. I, I think it was probably developers. It was probably... Now, hold on here. Oh, you know what? This whole time I've been talking shit about Ju- Judith Faulkner. Epic is, actually is a healthcare software company. But you know oh. what? Fuck her too, because I have worked with Epic too. I have worked with Epic, and again, seven point four billion dollars. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, that's. I, I still feel justified in everything I said. But Tim fucking Sweeney, you piece of shit. Guess what your net worth is, you son of a bitch? It is four point one billion dollars. billion. Hold on. He's a founder and CEO of Epic Games and the creator of Unreal Engine. Okay, you know what? That's a good engine, Mr. Tim Sweeney. I get it. That's great. But at the same time, $4.1 billion? What the fuck, man? You could have very easily, again, taken one of those billions of dollars and given it out. Not even even given. Not even given. Maybe just, I don't know, go a year without a salary. Oh, but what's he supposed to do with that salary? Well, he Live has four point one billion dollars. Billion dollars. God damn! In fact, oh my god, 
I, I, I kind of scrolled down and looked at the Bloomberg Billionaires ex- Index, and I don't know, this could be from a different year, but it's saying Tim Sweeney is $9.65 billion worth. <clears throat> Maybe it's a different Tim Sweeney. Maybe this was posted at a different time. I don't know. I don't even see a date on this. Look, no date. Let's keep no this date. anger train rolling because Epic is not the only company, video game company, to go through layoffs 10, 2, this year. 23. I'm sorry. <laughs> 10 to 23. This is a recent thing. Whatever this was before that was saying whatever the four, what is it, $4.1 billion? Mm-hmm. Wrong. Bloomberg says you're worth $9.65 billion, you son of a bitch. <laughs> So let's keep this rolling because Epic is not the only company, video game company to go through layoffs this year. BioWare uh, laid off around 50 employees this year, including legends like Mary Kirby and Lucas uh, Chris Jansen, who were key writers for Dragon Age and the Boulder's Gate series. And Mm -hmm. they have just decided to take BioWare to court. Oh, really? Yeah. So apparently when they laid off their 50 employees earlier this year, over 50 employees. By the way, I'm getting this from TheVerge.com. They didn't give as much in severance as they were originally promised. And so when the employees who were laid off attempted to go negotiate for more to get the original severance that they were promised, the company refused. And so now those employees are taking BioWare to court over lost severance Hmm. which it's one thing to justify laying off employees because your company is is, isn't making as much money as you thought it was going to make which is already like you said bad enough because you could just instead of laying off however many people you could just give your ceo a pay cut they wouldn't even feel that shit and but then they would be losing the rich person contest whatever (laughs) but then you promise these people money when you hired them, that if they ever were to get laid off, they'd get X amount for severance. And now you're not even trying to pay that. What kind of bullshit is you can't afford to fire someone? Right. Mm. I don't, I'm just flabbergasted, really. Really. Yeah. I, uh, again, you got, and you know what, and I guarantee it too, I, I will even throw a little defense in the lap of these CEOs. And I say lap because they are also the lapdogs of their investors, of their uh, shareholders board. If these shareholders who don't ever see any of the employees at this place um, or really even know how things work at the business that they are shareholders in, see a dip in money that they should be receiving then they will climb up the ass of the CEO mm-hmm. and it's his job to make them happy. Yep. So it becomes less about running a company, which is full of people who depend on you and more about making the numbers look a certain way. Yes. It's like, fuck what actually yeah. happens. What, what's, what's it say on the piece of paper that you could get to show your shareholders? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's There's stop a, talking about yeah. assholes and let's talk about just, some, just, Go ahead. Just to let you know, too, there is a there is a whole letter that they posted from the CEO of Epic Games, and they put it on on the Epic Games website. Again, it's a bunch of corporate jargon mm-hmm. and shit like that. But if you read between the lines, what an asshole. <laughs> Anyways, so let's stop talking about assholes and talk about a good guy, Drew Carey, during the entire strike. He was offering free meals for WGA cardholders at Bob's Big Boy and Swingers Diner in L.A. So at any point in time during the entire WGA strike from beginning to end, if you walked in to Bob's Big Boy or Swingers Diner and showed your WGA card, you could get a meal for free. And that was on Drew Carey. Drew Carey was paying for all of that. See, that's how you're supposed to. What a fucking guy. Yeah. And that's how the fuck you're supposed to use money. And he's not. There's no way Drew Carey's a billionaire. I haven't looked no. up his net worth or anything, but there's no way he's a fucking billionaire. No, absolutely not. But he's still got the no money way. to fucking feed people. Yeah. 180 million. Mm hmm. Which is, you know, to me and you, that's a that's a shit ton of money. Right. He is. He's losing. 
He's losing the rich person contest, though. Yes. Yeah, big time. He's not winning it, for sure. Not even in the running. No, no, they (laughs) haven't been. No, I bet I bet people like Tim Sweeney and what's her name, who I've already forgotten, um, who I did a whole tirade on and has nothing to do with Epic Games. I'm betting that, you know, he doesn't even blip on their radar for them. And you know what? They don't blip on the radar for the richest of people. Someone like Tim Sweeney could lose Drew Carey's entire net worth and not even realize it unless one of his accountants told him so. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. His net worth of $180 million is probably their fucking salary. Yeah. Yeah, it's gross. But yeah, here he is using his money, which, and it's funny too, because if you really, really break it down, how much money do you think it costs him to do that? Well, it's from what I understand, it's not like he owns this restaurant, these restaurants. So like, it's not, he's not getting the meals at cost. He's paying retail for the right. meals. Ex- so exactly. it could have been cheap. I mean, like to him, it probably wasn't a lot, but it definitely couldn't have been cheap. No, like, let's, let's just, let's just say, uh, let's just say a meal is eight bucks. Okay. Hey, we're talking and- Bob's big boy and swingers diner in LA. These meals right. are like 20 bucks. Okay. Okay, let's just okay, let's just say 20 bucks. How many people do you think came in and and by people I mean how many meals do you think that they gave out? Oh man, I got no frame of reference. A thousand? Easy. Let's just say a thousand. Mhm. That's 20,000 $20,000. Mhm. That's not even that's not even really a drop in the pan for someone who has a million dollars. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, yes, he, while he could probably be spending more, it's definitely not a box of six donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we can't... I, I, I'm ragging on... I'm sorry. I'm ragging on the man. You know he brought more than six donuts. Yeah, that you... picture... That picture was horrible. <laughs> it definitely... Uh, if the only context you had was that picture. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> be like, what the fuck? Come on, Jay Leno. Oh, but yeah, man, it's. But point is, there was a bunch of people on that picket line who they didn't have the money in savings to be no, on that picket a lot line. Of, OK, first off, writers don't get paid a lot of money mm-hmm. for one Two, the least of those writers are living paycheck to paycheck, probably living in a shitty area. That's right. just how it is. I don't, I don't know. But it, it's, so it's, at least they had a meal. Yeah. Thanks to good guy Drew Carey. None of them went hungry, or at least didn't have to. Yep. What a guy. And honestly, that's just one story surrounding. Like, I haven't done a whole lot of research into everybody who helped out during the writer's strike. That's just one story. Yeah, there's tons of stories. You know there are tons of stories. Mm -hmm. And and that's not even taking into account normal people like you and I donating to these... Uh, charities that they put up for mm-hmm. the writers and for the actors who don't have the millions of dollars that, you know, the higher level guys do. Right. It's every little bit counts. And if you've donated to it, great. That's it's as far as I'm concerned, you dated you donating $20 to one of those charities is just as good as uh, good guy. <laughs> Drew Drew I was called a, I almost called him Jim Carrey. <laughs> Drew Carey. I'm not doing great with names today, guys. I'm not doing great in names. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, come, back and we'll come back and rip on Faulkner later. Anyways, uh, is just as good as, as nice guy Drew Carey, you know, paying for these meals. Because yeah. again, you know, he's he's a millionaire and he's probably paying let you know what? Let's even let's even go crazy and say he spent a hundred thousand dollars on on meals. Right. A hundred thousand dollars. It's still it's still a drop in the bucket to him. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I shouldn't say a drop in the bucket. You know, yeah, you're getting he'd higher. Probably, up there, but... Yeah, he'd probably notice that one. <laughs> right, right, right. But it, but it's still even like let, let's just say you know someone that's making thirty thousand dollars if they if they donated a thousand dollars to something that's mm-hmm. that's a chunk. Yeah, that's a chunk, and you know that there are people out there who do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't don't think that we are downplaying anything that anybody has done out of kindness and charity throughout this entire thing 
there's a lot of stuff happening. The the uh the you know the writer strike, the actor strike, the fires in Maui. You know there are there are disasters, actual disasters happening that are beyond anybody's control. And uh, which you know again, if if you haven't done anything to help the Maui uh, fire mm-hmm. funds or anything like that, please hop in help. The main thing I don't want is for these fires to give these. <sighs> trying not to point fingers here. Uh, the rich people in Maui a handhold to take land away from the people who have lived there for generations. Right. So do your research on these charities. Make sure that the money is going to the right people. And yeah, the other know, thing is initially when the disaster sh- struck a lot of the, the locals were saying, don't come here. You know what I mean? Like now is <laughs> yeah. not the time. Don't come here. Uh, that yeah. general attitude has shifted and the locals are saying, yes, come back to go ahead and take your vacation in Hawaii. If you want to help Hawaii, they can use your money. If you you're spending those tourist dollars. I mean, if you were looking at a vacation in Hawaii, I wasn't, I can't afford that kind of shit. But if you were looking at a vacation in Hawaii, now's the time. Just do some research to make sure that when you spend it, like don't go, get an all-inclusive resort and spend all your money just at the I, resort. Like, like give the locals I, some money. I do. I do also have a better suggestion than that because there are still a lot of locals that don't want you there. That money that you were going to spend on a Hawaii vacation, donate it. Yeah. There's that too. Because guess what? Hawaii is a state in the United States. It shouldn't be, but it is. And there are a lot of people who live there natively whose lives are being ruined because of tourists and the rich people who live there buying up a lot of places to get money from tourists. So keep in mind that a lot of the people who are getting money from tourists are not the natives that live there. It can be hard. Like, Like I said, you'd have to do a lot of research and it can be really hard to make sure that if you are trying to support Hawaiian tourism to the natives, it can be hard to find ways to spend your money that it isn't going to just some resort company. So if you aren't confident a hundred percent that the money that you're going, then yeah, it, it is a much better idea just to donate it. Yeah. I I'm, I'm a big proponent of there's no reason for you to go to Hawaii, not in the state that it is not in the state that it was, especially every time I hear about tourists going there and climbing up things that they shouldn't be climbing up, uh, totally disrespecting sacred sites you know, it's, it's gross. And uh, I'm, it, it could be a hundred tourists and one of them does something wrong. It's still like, you know what, then just close the doors. If, if we as tourists can't keep these guys under control, we can't keep the other tourists under control and we leave it to them to do something about it. Yeah, I get it. You're not cops. It's not your job. But at the same time, it's not your home. And if you see someone else that is also a guest in that home, doing something fucked up and you don't step up, you then you might as well have done it yourself. Right. So yeah, I, I have some strong opinions about Hawaii and uh, I, and, you know, I have no connections to Hawaii. I, I haven't lived there. I don't have family there. You know, I myself am not uh Hawaiian, it, but it's, they have the rawest deal of ever. Yeah. Mm. The military there is fucking things over. Yeah. Yeah, it's that was, you know what? It, it'd be an entire podcast to get into the history of how Hawaii got <laughs> fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like everybody, everybody's always quick to, you know, bring up Pearl Harbor and stuff. But you know, would the Hawaii have gotten hit if the military was there? I don't know. Maybe not. Right. Would Japan have maybe taken it over? Maybe. I don't know. But probably, guess we'll probably never know. Wouldn't, probably wouldn't as big been as big of a target yes exactly <laughs> uh, we are turning into a political podcast aren't we yeah uh, you know what it's it's a good thing the the season end is coming and it's a good thing the the strike is coming look we know you're tired of hearing about it we know you're tired of hearing about the strike you know who i blame the companies that are being struck judith fucking faulkner <laughs> she's gonna be she's gonna be my she's gonna be my boogeyman from now on oh uh, so um because my one little Kim, fuck up. Kim my Kardashian wa- is is off the hook now. And now she's it's... off the hook. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, you know what? I, I do. I do kind of feel bad because I have 
I have moved from one woman to another being the bad guy. You know what, Judith? You're off the hook. You're off the hook. <laughs> you got to Google a new nemesis. <laughs> Tim Sweeney, you are you are a fucking asshole. <laughs> and this writer strike and this actor strike is your fault. And it's your fault that I was even ragging on Judith Faulkner in the first place. It's your fucking fault because you're not as important as she is. And she's the first one that came up when I was trying to figure out who the epic CEO was. So you, because you're a fuck up, that's why I did that. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he falls down some steps. <laughs> Uh, I don't wish him death or anything. Maybe no, no, a sprained no. wrist. No, the the new thing to wish is uh, for for billionaires is uh, I hope he takes a submarine trip. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is that that too much? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Rest in peace to that millionaire son who didn't even want to be there. Sorry about yes. that, buddy. Yeah, took one for the team, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I hate to break it down like that, but I mean, yeah, because <laughs> if he hadn't gone, I wonder if the dad wouldn't have gone, and right. you know, then and then the whole then trip we gets called had, off, and right, uh, could have been a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, fuck you, Tim Sweeney. Anyways, but yeah, we know we're we know you're tired of hearing about it. We're tired of talking about it. Next season, these companies will have some sort of deal put forth hopefully and we'll tell you all about all of the things we've been itching to tell you about because and you know you know what and i'm gonna make this promise i'm gonna make this promise because i'm sure that you will be on board if the actor strike breaks while we are on break we will come back and do a special episode talking about all the shit that we missed. <laughs> I'm I'm down for that. I'm down yeah? for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down for that. That the fucking Caster's Guild Christmas special. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, God. We'll, we'll put together a version of the theme song with jingle bells in it. <laughs> right? Special guest, Chewbacca. <laughs> The, the Caster's Guild oh. Life Day special. <laughs> oh my god, that's what we're calling it! Oh my god, that's what we're calling it! Oh my god! <laughs> Alright, we're not going to do any better than that, so with that, <laughs> that's going to be the end of we're this episode. Right yes. We're ending. Yeah, Fuck well, Jim Sweeney. <laughs> At least this you're the episode. one that brought an end to this episode. I got her up on the computer right now so I can point at it and and hurl insults and venom at. Anyways, <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Casters Guild. Email us at castersguild@gmail.com. Tell us what you want to hear about on the Casters Guild Life Day special. <laughs> Come join us on the Discord. That's where all the fun stuff is happening, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.